You ready to go? I am ready to go. All right. Welcome. I have to remember to look at. Oh, sorry. I have to remember to look at the camera. I'm <laughs> sorry. Right. Or whatever, whatever you want. Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. My name is Jeremy Cook, and I'm your host for this podcast. And today we have a very special host, special guest named Pat Regan. How are you doing, Pat? I'm doing all right today. How are you doing today, Jeremy? Good, good. Now, uh, now today our subject matter is going to be quadcopters and how to get started with quadcopters specifically. Um, but, you know, a couple housekeeping items. First of all, if you're watching on video, you'll notice this is now a video podcast. So, you know, we'll certainly focus on what you can download on SoundCloud and in iTunes, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, I thought this would be a good way to expand things. Um, thanks to, uh, thanks to positive waves for, for, uh, pointing that out or suggesting that. So, you know, send some positive waves back to you. Um, you know, when, while we're, while we're at it, he's one of our patrons. So let's go ahead and give everybody there a shout out. You know, you got a, our top five, uh, Brian Moses, Pat Regan, which, uh, you know, I guess we'll give him a shout out, even though he's on today, positive waves, of course, Old School DIY, which is at GFC62, and, of course, Stephen Booker. So uh, so now that we've got that out of the way, um, Pat, uh, why, don't you, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Ooh, I'm not prepared for that. Uh, I'm Pat. Uh, I try to be friendly and polite and uh, stuff like that. Uh, you know, I have a blog. I've been writing stuff for, boy, I don't want to say 10 years, but I bet it's been 10 years I've had that blog. That's scary. Well, uh, <laughs> my well, friends and I, we've been flying FPV mini quads, they tend to call them, for uh, three years now, maybe three years. Okay. Well, well uh, yeah, I guess let's go ahead and get into it, get started. Sure. Um, you know, you, so you have, um, you said you've been flying quadcopters for three years, is that correct? I, First person I'm going to say that's true. I'm going to assume that's true. Okay. And what did, what did you start with? Well, I started with a little toy drone. Somebody, uh, we were doing builds at uh, our makerspace. We built these big old 450 millimeter quads. I didn't build one. I skipped it. I thought it looked boring, so I, I didn't want to do that. But my friend Brian, he bought me a Spectrum brand radio. I guess I should have props. I have props. This is not that Spectrum radio, but it was very similar to this guy. This They call them radios, transmitters controllers it depends on who you talk to but he bought me that and then i went and bought a, a toy drone it was a blade nano something or another it was a little guy uh, more props it was about this it wasn't like this but it was about this big a little guy and you can mostly just fly that around the house and you do it just by looking at the drone it's line of sight you have to watch where the drone is going and you know you chase it around so and i mean that's a good um I guess it's a good point, though. I mean, if you're if you're entirely new to drones, you've got first-person view drones, and then you've got line-of-sight drones, correct? Is that kind of the... Absolutely, yeah. Okay. And then you've also got the, the photography stuff, like the DJI, you know, the Mavics and the Phantoms and Sparks and whatnot. They're kind of... They're not exactly FPV because you can turn the camera. They're not necessarily facing forward. You know what I mean? It's more like a... You know, the camera's on a gimbal, so you're trying to get the drone flies one way, the camera points another way. They don't have to, but they right. So it's kind of a combination. I mean, you're not necessarily flying first person view, but it's kind of like a like an assist, I guess. Or you're pointing your camera one way, as you say, and 
Yeah, yeah, you might be watching the drone, the DJI drone, with your eyes while you're pointing its camera to the side while you're strafing along somewhere, like if you're following somebody on a, a skateboard or a motorcycle or something, you know, trying to get. If you're using a DJI drone, you're trying to get video of some sort, either yeah, professionally sure. or yeah. Now, now a lot of people actually start out with the DJI drones, right? Which I, I would imagine that's a bit of a mistake, or is it? I. I Shouldn't it depends. The, the difference, the biggest difference between the DJI stuff and the uh, the FPV stuff that we fly is that the DJI stuff is more like autopilot. You you're not really in control of the drone. You push the stick forward to tell it, yeah, you should move forward, and the drone decides how it's going to accomplish that. With the FPV stuff and the you know the more do-it-yourself stuff, it flies more like a helicopter. You pitch forward and when you pitch forward it's going to start dropping out of the sky and you have to give it a little more throttle to you know because your uh the thrust comes straight down out of the bottom so when you pitch forward to move forward you lose some of that your your angle of thrust is this is this too complicated no it's okay. right. we you know we've got we've got the most intelligent audience in podcast and here at the creative oh that's awesome that's fantastic <laughs> congratulations everyone awesome. thank you thank you it, you know it's a um you know we we limit the number of uh <laughs> limit the number of um viewer i guess viewers now you can say so you know it's such a such a small selection it's just the elite people that listen to us oh that's fantastic this is fantastic i'm gonna try to remember this <laughs> yeah um well you know it's uh i don't know we haven't uh you got your patreons you'll be getting your iq tests uh tests in the mail in the in the in couple uh, days. I can make a political joke, but I'm going to avoid it. I'm yeah, gonna... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, back to our back to our subject matter. What were you even talking about? Uh, we were talking about quadcopters. Yeah, yeah. We so, were... <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you were talking about the level the level of thrust. Basically, when you you pitch forward. The drone goes forward, pitch to the left, it goes left, right, it's it's etc. Yep. And that's you know, on my hand here, I was actually illustrating it wrong. So left is left, right is right. And um Yep. I, I guess and a DJI drone when you pitch, well, and a lot of I shouldn't just say a DJI, but a DJI drone, it's gonna try to maintain its altitude. So when you pitch to the this is my left, it might be your right. I don't know how this works. So when you pitch to the left some of your thrust is going out the side instead of down. So if you don't adjust your throttle, you're going to sink. And that's kind of why it's a little more manual to fly the the stuff that I fly compared to the DJI quads. Right. So so it seems to me that there is basically almost like three paths you can go, or maybe, maybe two, two paths, I guess. Basically, if you want to do photography drones or if you want to do like race, just mess around drones, right? Yeah. At least two or three. There's so many ways to get it. That's the bummer about this. Is it's so, it's very daunting for a new person. Okay, so so if you were if you were new, would you have gone the way you went and bought a um, a cheapy little drone like that? Well, at the time we didn't have a lot of choice. It was it was interesting. Yeah, the my friend who was running the class to build those big drones, he had one of the earlier FPV racing drones, one of the pre one of the first pre-built drones you can fly that did that sort of thing. And he flew it around the parking lot the first day that he brought it out. And 
I thought this was really cool. I said, well, what do I have to do to fly FPV like this? And this was three years ago. And he said, well, you've got to buy this $300 set of goggles. And they were about this big. I'm not even kidding. You have to buy the $200 radio. Then you have to buy the $500 quad and the $100 charger and a whole bunch of these batteries that are 20 or 30 bucks each. And I thought, I don't know if I want to do this. But today you could spend less than 200 bucks. You know this, Jeremy. You can get a little... uh, Something like this little tiny hawk, this little indoor. Oh yeah, the quad. He's one. Yeah, I've got the. Uh, yeah, and he. On your recommendation, I got a tiny hawk too, which is, uh, which is awesome. Um, it's fantastic. If you told me, if he told me that I could go, if you couldn't buy these three years ago, but if he told me you could just go to Amazon, spend 180 bucks, and you can have goggles, a radio, and this tiny little drone in your hands in two days, it would have been. It's a game changer. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, it's been funny, you know. I, I, I myself, I started out with the um, was it Hubson H107C, like the, yeah, tiny little drone. And I flew this first person view for, for a long time. I crashed it and crashed it. In fact, I crashed it, repaired it, and finally got back to the point where, I think I had to buy like two or three of them. So those, those are pretty neat, but never had the ability to do first person view. Now, yeah, a couple years later, I decided. You know, I've been kind of on the fence about it. Thanks, thanks in some part to you, to you, Pat. Um, thinking about getting to first-person view, and finally, on your recommendation, I got one of these uh, Tiny Hawks, and I got to be honest, it's been a lot of fun. Now, I mean, a caveat on that: for some reason, the uh, the transmitter receiver hasn't been working correctly, so I need to get back into. Oh that. no! Well, it, it works. It works line of sight, but now that I've gotten into first-person view and actually. Uh, using the headset it's just it's kind of boring to be honest which is which yeah is crazy. yeah um but you know my myself i don't know about what do you think would you would you recommend jumping straight into first person viewer or would you go to like a little 20 dollars drone from you know that you can buy would you do this, that first this is fascinating because the di- the answer is different for everybody and that's kind of a bummer too because you can't just say this is what you should do this is the right way to do it and, you know, a lot of people don't like to make these kind of decisions, oh, sure. but, <laughs> but there's a, a lot of people like to get their hands on something right away. And I think those little $20 quads are fantastic. They've, there's a little Eosheen brand, little, t- it's not much bigger than this tiny Hawk. They go on sale for like 12 bucks with a couple of batteries and a little, little crummy controller. <laughs> And it's like the little gateway drug, right? You just, you get this little $12 thing, you mess around with it until you destroy it and you wear out the batteries and then you want something better and you just keep, you know, you keep progressing. But a great way to get started if you want to completely skip the line of sight stuff is you can get, you can buy just the radio. This is kind of an expensive radio, but there's a neat $40 radio now that's pretty good. This one's about 200 bucks. Okay. Yeah, well, what's, what's that called? I'm sure... People would love to know. This is a Tyrannus X9D Plus. Well, yeah, but it's a, it, that's that's not the cheapy though. That's the. Expensive. This is the night. Yeah, this is well. This is kind of old now, but this same company has a hundred dollar radio that's just as good as this one. This one has a million of these uh, switches that uh, plane pilots might use for something. I I need two switches. That's all I need. Two switches and the sticks. Sure. 
but the beta fpv light radio 2 it's called is about 40 bucks and it'll pair up to any pretty much any, well not my quads because they run a different receiver but you there's all sorts of quads they'll bind up with and you can plug it into the usb port on your computer and it's a game controller oh so, so you could do this without even having a quad i mean if, if you wanted to if you wanted to just get started playing around you could just do it on the, your computer is that is that right it, exactly and it's so much like flying for real i'm when we started the simulators were terrible it wasn't just a usb cable to plug in and it was a game port you had to plug into there's a trainer port on the back of these okay which is just it's a little audio output a little little blips and little modem kind of thing you had to plug that into the mic input on your sound card and there was a program that would convert those clicks and beeps into stick move but they'd go goofy it'd be fine and then just your stick would randomly move it was really hard to fly like yeah, that, that that sounds like a strange way to do it um hmm. and what, what's, the, we, what's the name of this um the sim program I, i've never used this there's a few there's uh the drone racing league the tv show Okay. has a has a simulator that's quite good i tried that one for the first time recently that one's about 10 it's 10 bucks right now i don't know if it's always 10 bucks on steam okay. on steam there's also liftoff which is pretty good okay and there's another one that's uh called velocidrone that probably runs on weaker hardware than the other two if you don't have as good of a video card okay but we run into people we've we're always inviting people to come fly with us. The new people show up all the time. And these days people show up, they've only, they've been flying in the simulator for a month or two, and then they buy their first quad. They've been flying for two weeks and they're flying as good as anybody else wow. at the park. It's ridiculous. That's amazing. So, so maybe, um, you know, I gotta, gotta give a shout out to Jeff Highsmith on Twitter. He asked us, uh, you know, we were asking, um, you know, what kind of, questions. I remember that. Yeah. You remember. So, uh, so basically I guess, I guess your recommendation for a starter quad would be, well, it's hard. Maybe, maybe like if you want to go real, real low end, you get one of the cheapies from Amazon's first uh, line of sight. And then if you want to step up, maybe a couple more levels, maybe you get the Tiny Hawk too, right? And then maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you could sidestep that all together and get, get a radio and a, a, um, a simulator. Is that kind of the... I guess yeah, it, it depends maybe. on how hungry you are to get your hands on real gear, right? And actually get into into the air, hmm. you know, and but it's a bit the, the budgets people have are so much different. We fly with people that are, you know, struggling just to keep their the stuff they're flying in the air. And we have other people that hear about the hobby and just spend, you know, two or three thousand dollars on stuff and just they're ready to go. Then there's everybody in between. Sure. So how, how much, how much cash do you have in your, uh, your setup? If, if you oh don't my mind God. asking. I don't mind. I don't mind you asking. I, I added this up once cause I thought I was going to have to travel with it. I was trying to figure out how this was going to work. And I think I carry about $2,000, maybe $2,500 worth of stuff in my backpack every time I go out. Okay. You guys, you ever have somebody that's like, Hey, uh, give me, give me all your quadcopters. No, I haven't had that. The weirdest experience I had, I was, it was, you know, in the first few months I was flying, I was alone. You're not supposed to fly alone, so don't tell anybody I did this. Oh yeah. So, well, <laughs> so no, nobody listening. You know, in addition to your uh, intelligence test, RQ test that you're going to get in the mail, you're going to have a contract that says you're not going to tell anybody about Pat's. Pat's yeah, this is NDA. Don't tell anyone. 
That's right. I was in my old goggles and I'm flying around and I'm flying. I hear something and I fly near me. And now my old goggles, the camera was terrible. The goggles were terrible. I couldn't really see what was going on. But there was a guy walking towards me and he had this big, long, white stick. And I thought I was going to get beat over the head with it or something. So I, <laughs> I came in, I landed and I looked and he's carrying uh, curtain rods. You know, the, the curtain rods, the L-shaped curtain rods. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, the, the little aluminum or steel, whatever they're made out of. And I was really confused. He it turns out he was there because he lost a toy quad in a tree two weeks before. And he was asking me if I'd seen it. He didn't want to beat me over the head. I guess he was going to bang it out of the tree with the flimsy. I don't know how he was going to do that, but yeah, I know it helps to have some sort of a stick or something sometimes to get your, your quad out of the tree. I've it definitely, does. Definitely been there. Oh, I'll say this, Pat. I, I know I know you don't have kids, but um, so I got my I got my little uh, um, the tiny hawk, right? And so mm -hmm. I got it. And my kids were so excited about this. And the great thing. How is, old are your kids? Uh, they are six and four. Okay. So so, so they um, I get it out. I said, oh, let's play drone chasers. So they're like chasing my drone around, and every time I would crash, I'd tell them to go, you know, ask them to go go find it, and they'd run after it. It's great. I just had to sit there. You have and, a caddy. Yeah, pretty pretty much. It's it's great. Um, so you know they have a lot of fun with it too. So it's it's been fun. In fact, they were asking me where my if they could use a quadcopter, and I was like, well, it's it's broken, so, so I need to need to fix the need to fix that. I, I'm yeah, sure we'll have to work on that. Yeah, I'll have to have to check it out. I mean, you know, I've, that's I've, something we should we should mention, Jeremy. If you don't like fixing things, it's not a good hobby. <laughs> okay, that's for you. Uh, it's a that's a that's a good good point. Um, well, you know, I guess uh, guess guess given our audience, most of the people here, hopefully, uh, either enjoy fixing things or at least. Well, they're the smartest audience in the world. I hear. <laughs> I bet smart. they're good at everything. <laughs> That's that's right, and and they're good at uh, good at sports too. I think esports, like, like quadcopters and. and stuff. Oh, this counts as a sport. That's fantastic. I now think, I'm excited. I think so. I mean, uh, I, it should, right? I mean, it's. Sure. Well, they do. It's racing, right? Formula One's a sport. Drone racing's a sport, right? That's right. And you know, these these days with the social distancing and stuff, and I should mention we're recording this on uh, August 11th, 2020, in the. As Max puts it, in the time of time of Corona, I think he said, I think he said that in one of the. Oh, you got to be careful. You might have to edit that out. They say that if you mention if you mention these words and YouTube picks it up, they de or not monetize. They lower the priority of where they put your, uh, you know, where they suggest your videos and stuff. Really. I, well, I assume so, because I keep seeing YouTube videos where people talk about the thing that can't be named. Oh, well, you know, and... I, actually, it's um, when I said that I was talking about the Latin for a crown because you're you're getting you're getting the quadcopter crown. And, you know, that's that's what I meant by that. So if anybody's yeah, the quadcopter <laughs> crown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you might get this in 2019 or 2020, depending on, you know, anyway. Oh, but we're we're here having a conversation, so people are going to be watching this for years. This will this will be popular in twenty thirty. Just wait. See, we seem to be getting a little, little off subject here, so uh, let's go ahead and take a coffee break. We'll go ahead and talk about this, and we'll we'll come back. All right, that sound good. All right, we'll be we'll be back.
All right, so uh, so Pat, we're back from uh, back from our coffee break, or me, it was actually a Dr Pepper break. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, my coffee's cold already. Your coffee's your coffee's what? Cold. Chief, oh. did you know I didn't mute my phone? I meant to do that. That's all right. We'll, uh, I'm gonna get in trouble. The police we'll, uh, are gonna get you. We'll take that into account next time we're thinking about who we invite on the show. <laughs> but uh yeah so so your coffee is cold my dr pepper is cold and um yeah. one of those is correct and the other one's bad news that's true but i, I guess one thing about this you know we, we talk about getting started in drones and, and whatever but i guess one question people might have is what kind of licenses or is there any like legal restrictions about about drones can you can you talk to that at all pat yeah this is a fantastic question Today, things are a little weird. The hobbyists like us really don't have to do much. If your drone weighs more than 250 grams, you're supposed to register it with the FAA. But you don't really register the drone. You register once, and they give you a code, a little serial number you're supposed to, you know, glue onto all, you know, put a little sticker on all your your drones. And it's not really too big of a deal today. But the they're... They're trying to pass some new rules. They're trying to decide on exactly what they're supposed to look like for this new uh, remote ID situation. The idea being your drone has to let the FAA know where they need to, they want to know where you are and where your drone is. And most of this isn't, doesn't seem like too big of a deal. I'm sure DJI will, DJI is against it apparently, but they have the hardware in place and the software where everything will be fine. But part of these rules that worry me is that the only things that are going to be, you're going to be allowed to fly are things that are produced by an FAA approved manufacturer. Meaning DJI. I mean, basically you wouldn't be able to make your own drone at that point. Is that? No, nope, no, nope. that is absolutely correct. And nobody, none of the approved manufacturers make anything at all like what I fly. Oh, well, that, that sounds pretty pretty horrible. And what, what's, what's it the does. name again? It's called Remote ID? Remote ID, yep. And there's, I'd love to, I don't want to get too deep into it because it's a, I mean, it's a huge hundred and something page document that the FAA has for their proposal. But it's a little weird too, because if you read half of the document, you'll see some things that'll make you say, oh, I'll be fine. I could just fly a sub 250 gram drone and I don't have to worry about it. But then you go 30 pages deeper and that's not quite true either. Hmm. So but, it's it's going to, I guess, uh, like you said earlier, not to get too political, but it's a, like most things political, it'll be a very confusing document, I assume. It's, you said it's 150 pages long? Something like that. Yeah. 100, 200, somewhere between 100 and 200. And it's, it's just to say whether, basically, you as a hobbyist. I mean, it's not just to say that, but one of the yeah, there's more to it. Is yep. you as a hobbyist need to register your drone or make make a drone that's somehow commercially uh, yada yada yada. I guess I don't know. Yep. And they were supposed to vote on this, you know, back in uh, May or June or somewhere, but. The, I guess the FAA folks haven't been meeting the last few months, so that's gotten pushed off, thank goodness. And my understanding is, is that the day they decide the rule change is going to go into effect, we'll have three years before we have to figure out how to comply okay. with the new group. Well, that's that's really discouraging. I mean, I guess you could take that one of two ways. Either either A, you buy your hardware now and then get, you know, 
stock up for the coming, uh, you know, coming restrictions, or you just say, well, I'm not going to do this. It's going to be, you know, I can't really do that. Or maybe, yeah, well, or, or maybe it's like, um, again, not to get too political, but with uh, certain other restrictions, you can buy things that are already in the country, but you can't necessarily import them or manufacture them. If if you get if you get my drift here. Yeah, well, I, I don't expect the stuff to stop being imported. I don't expect people to stop flying. But the bummer to me is going to be that I enjoy posting flight videos on YouTube. And that links right back to me, right? That's uh, I... Right. But I mean, I think... you're not doing that, if you're just flying around over somewhere, doesn't matter. You're not, nobody's ever going to notice that you're smaller than a lot of birds. I mean, nobody's going to know that you're doing anything. Right. But as soon as you post, video on YouTube, the FAA can contact you and find you for doing it. Yeah. But I mean, you're a, that's Pat Regan, right? Not Pat or Pat, Pat Reagan, right? Pat Reagan that does that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, it'll be the other guy. Yeah. But I mean, not that I'm even doing anything that cool. I mean, there are people doing way cooler stuff than I am and I'll be bummed out if they don't get to continue doing that. Yeah. But, but Pat, I'm sure there's people doing way, way uncooler stuff than you too so oh it's true yeah i have a lot of friends who are doing way less cool stuff than me so it's <laughs> anyone you'd like to specifically say that's uh call out for doing oh cool i would stuff? never do that that's mean that might be mean but <laughs> when I, getting back to getting started flying and everything one of the best things about this hobby that i've noticed is that everybody is having fun even if you could just barely People who could just take off, fly around in a circle and land, they're excited, they're having a good time. And the people, the professionals, one of the fastest pilots in the world, the the, the guy who won DRL last year, he lives here in town and we've flown with him a couple of times. And he's having a blast and he is just absolutely amazing. Oh, nice. Well, what, is, what is his name? Uh, that's uh, Alex Vanover. Oh, okay. Well, hey, very, he's, very cool. Yeah, it's... Just watching him, he's flown my quad before, and I just say, oh, my God, why doesn't the quad do that sort of stuff when I fly it? You know, it's a... So so, so would you say he's like the Michael Jordan of quadcopters? Is that... Probably, uh, yeah. That's a good a good analogy. That's very good. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've been watching but, that uh, Last Dance uh, documentary on Netflix, which is pretty good if you're into sports whatsoever. Last Dance. I'm going to look it up. Yeah, it's about Michael Jordan and all the... Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Dennis Rodman all the various uh, shenanigans they got into the last season. <laughs> so pretty, yep. pretty good. Um, yeah, but uh, anyway, I guess we're taking taking things far afield again. But um, yeah, so you got to fly with them. And I, I think I think it's interesting, like you say that, you know, no matter whether you're starting or really good at it, you're having fun. I think it's like, you know, almost like a metaphor for life. You guess you could say like, you're this challenge and you can do this as, as like, as long as you're learning, things are more and more interesting for you. I guess that's a, it's kind of a, kind of a philosophical thing for all sorts of making or art or anything like that. I think it, you know, as long as you're challenging yourself and I think things are fun, right? Yeah. I like anything that I can get better at, right? That's a, anything with a high skill ceiling where you could just keep, uh-oh. What's that? Uh-oh, Jeremy, stop moving. Uh-oh. Well, I'm uh, I'm good here. It's lightning out. I don't know what's going on. We lost him. 
Uh-oh, are you moving now? Yeah, I can still see you. Can you see me? You were, you were stuck for a little while. I can see you again. Okay, cool. Well, maybe we'll edit that out or, or leave it in. I guess we'll see. People people have been watching for a, for a while now, so they're probably... <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about, though. That's the I, I derailed my brain. Well, you know, let me um, to explain to you know viewers at home or listeners, I guess. It's uh, it's raining like crazy here. You can see. My goodness. Yeah, it's uh, you know, Florida, where I live in Florida, it seems like every every afternoon it starts to rain quite a bit. So, you know, I try to I try to take a bike ride like every every other afternoon or so, and it's that's not didn't happen yesterday. So. Have you have you moved up to an electric bike yet? Oh no, you know I think. Um, Honestly, Pat, I feel like that's a little bit of a kind of cheating, or maybe like cheating. electric unicycles are cheating too, right? I mean, well, the electric unicycle is totally cheating because there's no manual effort at all. You just have to stand. As long as you can stand, you're okay. Okay, well, that's uh, no, I, I hope I didn't hear. I hope I didn't hurt your feelings. You know, Pat's um, apparently known as that guy around town, and you live in Plano, correct? Plano, Texas. I live in Plano. We're a suburb of uh, Dallas. Yeah, and you guys make um make those cases for fishing tackle, right? Is that the... No, I learned that's a different plan. That's a plan that's up north somewhere. Oh, I forget really? which... Yeah, it's closer to Canada than to Mexico. Yeah. Well... Isn't that a bummer? That is we have, kind of a bummer. We have we have a lot of stuff here. We have Toyota's headquarters. U.S. headquarters is here in Plano. Frito-Lay. Texas Instruments is right across the border in Dallas. Their big original campus. Well, and, I'm glad to hear that Texas Instruments is actually from Texas. Uh, that'd be isn't that nice? <laughs> that'd, that'd be disappointing <laughs> if it was like Canadian or something, or you know, or I don't know, Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't make any sense to me. Yeah, which uh, you know, if it was, that'd be fine. But they should probably probably change their name to something else. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, so I, I guess anything else you want to say about quadcopters getting started with it? Anything? Um, I guess people need to know. I guess one thing, let's just say you want to get started with FPV quads. What, what's your minimum price for this? What do you, what do you think, Pat? If you want to fly something, it's if you want. Well, let's break it into three, three different, three maybe four different things here. You can. We already talked about starting with that little twelve dollar Eachine. I think they're twenty bucks on Amazon. We can leave a link to that in the description or something. Then there's. Uh, you can get that $40 beta FPV radio. The nice thing about the beta radio is you can, you'll be able to use that for quite a while. For You'll be able to buy goggles, quads, you buy three or four quads before you decide that's not the radio that you really want to have, you know, next year. But you can get the beta FPV radio in one of the simulators and you'll be in 50 bucks and you'll be learning how to fly. Or you can go Jeremy's route and get the uh, Tiny Hawk or, and I hear they have a kit, Emacs has a kit with the Tiny Hawk Freestyle, and I just noticed I'm missing a prop on this one. Oh, that's a, different... that's a good point, though. I mean, the Tiny Hawk, you, basically the Tiny Hawk 2, it pretty much is what it is, but then you can upgrade that to a Freestyle, which is kind of like kind of like the next level on that. Is, is that yep. is that right? Yep. Yep, the Tiny Hawk Freestyle flies just like my 5-inch quads. But 5-inch, that's but the prop size. Okay. Is, you, is how we measure quads. This is a little, these are two and a half inch props okay. on this thing. But it basically flies like my five inch. And you can get the Emacs has a kit with instead of the Tiny Hawk, it has the Tiny Hawk freestyle. You get goggles, the radio. The neat thing about the Emacs kit is that it's ready to go. You basically open it up, plug a battery in, 
and everything's configured and right right yeah let me uh why don't you go ahead and um so what are the other other um other options i'll go ahead and, and grab my uh my kit while you while you talk about it. sure yeah because i don't have the kit i only have the quads yeah so um yeah but um should i be waiting to talk until you get back no 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 go, go ahead <laughs> Go ahead and go ahead and talk. Tell people about that, but I'll uh, I'll bring the I'll bring the sure. camera uh, background. Just a sec. Sure. I'm off track, Judy. Um, so yeah, for about 180 bucks, Emacs has the kit with the the Tiny Hawk. This is the original Tiny Hawk. Now they have the Tiny Hawk Two and the Tiny Hawk Freestyle Two. I have the older ones, but Jeremy will show you the comes with goggles and a little case it's fantastic and the neat thing is it's ready to go like if you get that beta fpv radio that i was talking about and you get starting the simulator when you buy your first quad you're going to have to learn how to configure all the switches to work with the quad and how to bind it and get it flying but this kit that jeremy's showing us holding up to the screen here you will just get in the air and you won't have to think about anything which yeah, is nice. Yeah, it, it is pretty nice. Um, <laughs> again, again uh, like I mentioned, I'm gonna have to figure out how to how to fix the uh, transmitter on this, but that's uh, it's really and, really pretty easy. Um, you know, only thing is when I tried to fly a line of sight to begin with, which I think is the right way to do it. it there's a few things, few cues that you get on the goggles that you don't necessarily get visually. So, you know, I'm putting it down on the ground. I'm like, why isn't it taking off? I had to. You know, kind of, kind of guess my way through that until I put the goggles on. But yep. overall, I think and it's a yeah. really good way to go. Um, and I guess beating up that Hubson little X107, you know, beating that up over and over, I, I think that those skills did translate yeah. to the first-person view. Even though there was a bit of a learning curve on that, after I got used to it, I, I think, I feel like my skills, you know, went. I feel like I got a lot better, a lot faster than if I was just starting from scratch, if that makes yep. any sense. And my friends and I are going to be doing a weekly simulator night is our plan. We're going to be doing one this Thursday is going to be the first one. Oh, nice. Well, uh, can, yep. uh, can people you join know, you guys or is that? Uh... Absolutely. You can come by our Discord server. I think we're, we talked about doing it Thursday at nine o'clock and we're going to be using the DRL simulator. And, and it's multiplayer. We should be able to get everybody connected and... Okay. Well, I don't know. Well, I don't know how it's going to go. How do you how do you get to the Discord? What is your Discord server? Uh if you go to if this is uh, easier to type than to say, but if you go to patshead.com/discord, it'll forward you to our Discord's an app. They have it on phones and it's a website. It's basically like IRC chat but for you know, regular folks. It's easier to to get started. Sure. Well, cool. That sounds sounds like fun. And I guess that's nine o'clock. Probably, uh, what are you? Central time. Central time. Yes, I'm in Central time, which okay. is weird. I'm still not used to being in Central time. Yeah, because you're from uh, what? New Jersey? Not New Jersey. Uh, I, I'm from uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. That's right. So, um, yeah. So I, I guess uh, guess all that being said, I, I think we've, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully answered some of your questions about getting started with quadcopters. I guess. Guess that's for us, uh, Pat. What have uh, what have you been working on these days? Oh, this is a good question. Um, also, also, what is what is first of all, what is that butter question mark exp 
exclamation point above your head. Is it up here? Why don't you tell yes. us about that a little bit? Well, we, my friend Brian and I started a new blog, a new website called uh, butterwhat.com. And kind of what we figured out is, you know, he writes about things on his blog. I write about things on my blog. But we kind of needed a place in the middle where, you know, we could write about shared, kind of shared, not necessarily experiences, but, you know, stuff that's relevant to both of us. And I always say that it's kind of like, it's meant to be kind of like, have you ever seen The Big Lebowski? You, you know, know, the I, rug in The Big Lebowski? I, I saw it. I wasn't I wasn't crazy about that movie, to be honest. It, I feel like it maybe got a little bit too hyped up. And, you know. Well, he's he's got a rug and he's, you know, he, he says it really ties the room together. And that's kind of what Butterwood's supposed to be there for, is to tie things together. And we're hoping to spread our uh, Google, whatever favor we have with Google um, um, out amongst other folks that want to participate. So if other people have blogs or whatever and want to write articles and we'll post them and link out to their stuff. And so, so basically you're trying to butter up other people's blogs to get them more traffic. And, uh... Ooh, I like that a lot. I'm going to, can I steal that? Absolutely. You never. I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. No, I'm shocked that you haven't thought of, thought of that. I have not thought of that. <laughs> well, and I've been hiding my logo the whole time here. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could. Uh, glad you could get something about out of this podcast. Yeah, that's exciting. That's yeah. exciting. And I'll. And I'm gonna. I plan on whatever we've talked about on this podcast. I'm due to update my how to start flying FPV blog post because this stuff changes so fast. Every three or four months, there's some new thing that's even better for beginners than, you know, was available before. Sure. Sure. Well, okay. That's, that's awesome. Now what, what about, uh, I guess I assume you've been working on that of course, but what about any other projects or anything you've been working on? Oh, do you know, I almost, I've, I've been looking around. I, I don't know if you've seen me looking around while you're talking about what have I been working on? I, we have been working on something really cool. And I hope this wire is long. Oh God, it's not long enough. Oh, this, the Uber lights. You've this been, is the Uber light board. This is the prototype. And I wanted to send you one of these, Jeremy, but my friend who is uh, my business partner here, who's working on the software, he said, no, it's not ready. He needs two or three more features before I could send these out to anybody. Okay. Well, I'll be, uh, I'll be I'll be uber excited to get one. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. The new he's already been working on new hardware. We decided we needed a third ring of pixels. A third ring of pixels. Yeah. In the middle. If you guys listen to this, which most likely you are, basically the Uber lights, they are what uh, three concentric rings and then a, a dot in the middle, and basically they're uh, what WS. They're programmable LEDs. So they, they they're programmable LEDs. They're the new small ones. They came out right as we were we were designing this with the five millimeter because that was the smallest NeoPixel style LED. But these are the two millimeter square okay. little guy. That was exciting. I was really excited about that. Nice, nice. So that's it's gonna have so three three lights that can spin or or do what el whatever else you want. Yep. And the the idea is this. Uh, I don't know why I'm showing this because this is supposed to be audio too, but there's an ESP8266 is our microcontroller. So we have Wi-Fi. We've got uh, over-the-air updates are working. What we're working on now is a compositor so that you can run multiple animations on the same ring. Because part th this is sized to fit a five and a quarter inch hard drive or optical drive bay. Okay. Yeah, because everybody has those these days. They do. Well, I don't know if they do, but... Well, if they have one, they're not they're not using them, right? So 
It's true. Yeah, it's empty. Usually completely empty. And I figure these will be for, you know, disk utilization. You, know, you can do like a bar graph light up from 12 o'clock to 6 o'clock when you're 50% full spin like this one spin. Is, it, is this the one that's spinning? Am I pointing at the right one? Yeah, you're, you're pointing at the spinny one. Uh, get, yeah. Again, you guys, you guys can't yeah, hear that on the uh, audio, but uh, yeah, it's, it's spinning, spinning like crazy. It is. It's got this going real fast and changing colors and stuff. But we'll spin it at different speed. You know, spin in one direction for network throughput going one way or disk throughput going the other way. We've got all kinds of ideas. That's awesome. Well, that yeah, that's, that's awesome that you actually have a prototype of it, and you're you're gonna. I assume you will be selling that on Tendi or something eventually, or maybe um, or somewhere. Absolutely, somewhere. somewhere. And it's all open source. The well, we haven't released the hardware design yet. I think I don't think. I think he's nervous about releasing the hardware design until it's really he knows it's he he doesn't want to be embarrassed. Sure. And we and he shouldn't be. This is absolutely amazing. Oh, it's oh, fantastic. Yeah, I think it's great. Um, I, I guess I guess talking to you last time, you so you want this to be successful, but like not too successful. Is that? I would be terrified if it was uh, immediately. You know, if we you know, ordering ten of these was scary enough, right? I mean, ordering a hundred or two hundred, that'll be okay. But if boy, if we put this like on Kickstarter or something, and there were ten thousand units that we had to sell, I, I'd be terrified. I've never manufactured anything like this before. So, sorry, going to do a Kickstarter eventually? I don't know. I think it would be neat to do one. We want to do a. I'm just going to tell you what I've been thinking. We want to do a not just have it in your case. I want to have a, you know, like a clock style shell so you can put it on your desk or on a bookshelf or something and since it has wi-fi you know i want to tie it into if this then that so you can right you know it can pick it you count your tweets for the day or something i don't know retweets yeah and so if if this and that that's a spectacular service basically it can do something if something happens on the internet or whatever else it can trigger something on your whatever on yep. your device so yeah that's cool i mean i guess uh Figure a Kickstarter can help me pay for like an injection molded case or yeah. something if we get that far. I mean, I guess I guess I'd wish you lots of success, but I suppose in this case I'm I'd wish you a limited amount of success, right? Is that growing success? I'd like it to be small at first and then you know build so we don't get overwhelmed right away. <laughs> right, right. No, I I get that. I guess. I mean, I've yeah, I've uh, I've actually sold very little in the way of actual products, so. Yeah, I don't. I don't exactly know. Don't have any any advice for you, really. So, uh, <laughs> oh, that's fine. I'm not. I'm not too. Worried. People are giving me advice. It's no, okay. It's right. You didn't ask, so I'm not. You know. Yep. I have none to give. Well, you know, I figure like a hundred of them. Maybe it'll cost us as much as a cheap used car to get the initial order. But then, if it's ten thousand units, now it's you know a mortgage, right? I don't know if it's quite that much, but it's it's enough. You know, it's a big. It's a difference. It depends on where you live, I guess. I mean, you know, are you? Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be quite. It's not a mortgage. It's a it's a new car pay, a new car. Okay. Maybe used a new economy car, not like a Tesla or something. But sure, sure. You know, you know the our last our last guests, um, <laughs> Physics Anonymous. One one of the guys that that does that with them. He said that he. I guess I could say this because he said it in the podcast, but um. <laughs> At least I think he said it on the podcast. Anyway, he was able to. I'll let you know because I listened to it yesterday. Okay, because he was able to buy a, a Tesla, with prophecy made from buying the Tesla stock. I can totally believe that. Yeah, so it's uh, 
it's a car that, that literally made itself, at least as far as he's concerned. So that's yep. quite interesting. Now, was that on the podcast or was that something you told that me? That was on the podcast. Okay, yep. good, good. Because it's possible. I'm glad, glad you said that because I don't want, you know, obviously I want to keep people's business private. Yeah, that could be the thing they said, you know, while they were pre, while you guys were pre-gaming or something. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now, now, Jeremy, don't, don't tell anybody this. But... <laughs> don't tell anybody I was flying by myself. That's yeah. illegal. Well, uh, well, that's an awesome project. Um, as as for me, I've been working on this um, a uh, dual zone clock because I've got a you know I've got some friends and business associates that live in different um, different different time zones, including yourself, Pat. So I guess it's what those are two rings too. Yeah, it's two rings. So I guess I guess the theme of this, besides quadcopters, is rings. So basically, the way this way this works is that one of the two two rings is set at say Eastern standard time and the other one is set at Pacific standard time or wh wherever you like. Um, it's controlled by an Arduino nano and gets uh, input from a, from a clock. I got this upside down actually. <laughs> and, and, oh no. And then basically as one, one ring progresses, the other ring ring progresses at the same rate. Um, I feel like I'm not explaining this that well for, for listeners, but basically you've got a <clears throat> minute hand and this advances two hour hands that, 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 that advance at the same rate, but at different times, you know, offset like three hours. So you can just look at this and say, okay, I see the Pacific's on the left, um, Eastern times on the right. And yeah, it's a really easy way to, to do it or so, or so I think. It's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, you can, um, that should be, should be pretty cool. I actually put a video up on that on, um, my YouTube. You can see that at, at Jeremy S cook or, um, you know, on Twitter, I'm at Jeremy S cook as well. Um, and where, where can people find you if, if they want to see what's up? What's Jeremy, is? people can find me all over the internet. It's amazing. Most people only ever find me from Google though. And they don't know who I am. They just search for things that I've written, the things and things I've written about show up all the time. I don't under, I don't understand. I'm not as good at having an audience as you are, Jeremy. Oh, well, I, don't, <laughs> I, I don't know about that, but, um, I, but thank you. Um, <laughs> So yeah, but uh, what butterwhat.com is that right? And then uh, butterwhat.com would be fantastic. That's where you should go because that's new. Okay, that's... and then uh, well, pat's patshead.com too. Patshead.com, but people have a lot of trouble spelling that when you say it out loud. Butterwhat sounds easy. I Wait, people have a hard time spelling Pat's head. Yeah, you'd be amazed how many times I give my email address over the phone, and it's very difficult. I don't know why. I don't know why. Well, I have to explain it. Well, it's my head, like possessive, and that doesn't help all the time. That right. You well, think that? I guess there's no like apostrophe. In there's it. no apostrophe. Yeah, it's possessive, but leave the apostrophe. I mean, I've tried it all different ways. You know, you know, people ask me how to spell cook sometimes, and uh, I'm like, this. Somebody asked me, is that with a C or a K? I'm like, well, it's got, both, it's got both in it. So what? What are you? What are you asking me here? <laughs> And then sometimes I'll ask if there's an E on the end, which, which legitimately a lot of people spell it that way. I don't know yep. if I've ever met anyone that spells it that way, but. And if you did, you'd have to yell at them. That yeah, would... I think so. <laughs> it's you, too you much know, work. You know, a little bit off the subject, but, um, you know, since we're kind of, kind of closing, closing the podcast down a little bit here, um, last year. So I've got a, a friend, friend of mine, his last name is cook as well. And we, um, we went to, uh, Anyway, Southern Canada, which sounds sounds kind of silly to me living in Florida, but 
Anyway, I'm all Canada, Southern Canada, isn't it? The places where people live. Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, we were in the west coast of Canada, and we found a a statue of Captain Cook. So you know, the two of us got to get a picture with him, and that was oh, that's that fantastic. Pretty awesome. That's probably. I guess that's not that interesting of a story, but but thank you, <laughs> but thank you for saying it was fantastic. That's you know, that, <laughs> that really makes me feel. Good. Well, I do think it's fantastic. It's... <laughs> well, well, thank you. Um, oh, Jerry, can I tell a story because I've always wanted to tell it? Yeah, and hopefully and, it'll yeah, be better. Electronics it, related and everything. Is it better it, than the one I just told? It's slightly longer, but okay. and it's a little funnier. That, uh, yeah, let's let's hear it. All right. A bunch of years, four or five years ago, the people at my makerspace were teaching an Arduino class at a local library, and I went to help. But they were teaching kids, and since I'm you know, you shouldn't trust me with kids, I guess, because I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not a real adult, and we'll learn about that here. They set me at a table with, only, I only had one kid to help. And <laughs> all this was, was, you know, an Arduino, a breadboard, a couple of LEDs, and they were going through, you know, the demo, the example sketches in the thing, you know, just to blink the LED and stuff. Yeah, sure. And we're going through stuff, and he's doing a good job, this kid. I don't even know how old he was. I couldn't even... <clears throat> 10 maybe i don't know 8 10 i don't know i don't know how to tell the difference yeah I but understand. uh the guy who was teaching the class his wife was walking around with tootsie roll pops and she gives me and uh, my new friend a tootsie roll pop and this kid looks at me and he says can i eat this now or do i have to wait until we're done and i'm the first thing that pops into my head, because my friend Brian is diabetic, I think, like, what if this kid's diabetic? His parents are nowhere near here. They're out in the library. They might not even be here. Who knows? I'm like, so I don't know what to do. So I said, we should ask We should ask an adult. And I raised my hand. <laughs> and he raises his hand. And my wife comes over, and she, he asks my wife the question. He's like, can I eat this now? Or later? She says, well, you can ask him. He's an adult. And this kid, he just he looks at me. He looks at my wife, who she's very small, so maybe he doesn't think she's an adult either. But he looks at me and he raises his hand and he says, I think we should ask a different adult. And he's looking around. Yeah, I can't be I can't be trusted with children. I can't help. I can't take care of children. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's that's good to know, I guess. <laughs> they even know I'm not an adult. So what um, so what was the verdict? Was he able to eat the Tootsie Roll at that point or? Oh, my goodness. I don't remember. <laughs> I think yes. I'm gonna go with yes. Okay. I think, yeah. Well, I think uh, Jason's wife asked and said she said yes. This is fine. Go ahead. She well, gave the go. She's a, a real adult. That's a good. That's good to know. And uh, well, I think that's a good good place to uh, end the podcast. You know, we can just tell you guys you have, unless there's some overarching medical condition, you're free to eat your tootsie rolls now. <laughs> now and not later. Not later. Um, but yeah, hopefully uh. Yeah, anything else you want to say? Or are we uh, we good to go, and Pat? Oh, I can talk forever. I say we're good to go because I uh, you don't want to you don't want to keep me talking. All right, sounds good. Well, uh, well, thanks, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, you can find us now on uh, creativitycast.com and uh, you know SoundCloud, iTunes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, until next time, we'll we'll talk to you later. Bye bye. <laughs>